Hey, everybody. Quick reminder that if you like our show, we need you to subscribe to The Longest Shortest Time in iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. And while you're there, please rate us and write us a review. We love hearing from all kinds of people, especially people who don't have kids, because, you know, we're for everybody. Doing these things will help us to rise in the charts, which helps new people to find the show. So thanks. In today's episode, we are revisiting a guest who lots of you have asked about. Her name's Christina Tracy. Her episode originally aired in November 2014, and when it ended, things were up in the air for her and her family. So today, we're going to start by re-airing that episode to remind you of where she was at back then. And at the end, we've got a new interview with Christina about what she's up to now. A check, one, two. A check, one, two. This is The Longest Shortest Time. I'm Hillary Frank, and this... A check, one, two! ...is Mace. He's three. I called up Mace's mom, Christina, recently. Yeah, there's a microphone right there. That's what daddy uses when he goes to work. And the actors sing into the microphone. Christina wrote to me through our website, longestshortesttime.com, to tell me her story. And I I just love her story. Um, I've been hanging on to it for a while because I wanted to save it for this week. I've been saving it for this week, Thanksgiving week, because... This week, lots of you will be piling your kids into the car and going on long drives. If you're like me, that is um, not exactly something that you're looking forward to. But for Christina, going on long drives with her kid, that is her normal. She does it every two or three weeks. She packs up all of her family's belongings, you know, the clothes, the toys, their dog. Jetson, hey, (laughs) buddy, stop. She she gathers it all together. She puts Mace, uh, her son, in the back seat of their truck, and they move to a new city. I'm not exaggerating. Every two or three weeks, there's a new place that's home. He took his first steps in San Diego. He cut his first tooth in Portland, Oregon. He had his first haircut in Costa Mesa, California. He had his first pony ride in Dallas, Texas, and also a camel ride. He heard jazz for the first time in New Orleans and loved it. Christina does all of this moving around for her job. She's a makeup artist for the touring Broadway show Wicked. You know, that's the musical that tells the origin story of the good witch and the bad witch from The Wizard of Oz. I get to make the witch green every night, and it's about a 20-minute process where I uh, completely paint every part of her face, ears, neck, up her nose, down her chest, and the palms of her hands, all the way up into her her elbows. Christina's husband, Mitch, also works on Wicked. He's a sound engineer, and he moves to all the cities with Christina and Mace, too, but he flies because he needs to get there quicker. So Christina's on her own in the car with Mace, Sometimes it's basically cross-country in just a matter of days. Where are you now? What what city are you in? We're in Las Vegas, Nevada, and we're actually staying in our friend's house um, that have two other kids. They At this house that we're living, they have a guinea pig here, which is another, you know, thing that Mace has never experienced, like a, like a, a caged animal. So when I called Christina, um, they were staying with these friends in Las Vegas, but staying with friends is not usually how they do it. You know, the show Wicked will we'll put them up at a hotel, 
But um, often those hotel rooms just, you know, they don't have kitchens, which you kind of need when you have a kid, you know, when you're staying somewhere long term. So Christina and her husband will try to rent an apartment that they find online, but sometimes they just can't find a place. Once Christina's husband talked her into camping, you know, so they could have a place to cook, and they cooked on a camping stove for two weeks. Christina's husband and her son were in heaven, she says, but but she told me she would be a nervous wreck, leaving Mace with the nanny by the campfire every night when she would go off to work. Anyway, they, they made it out okay. Today, on The Longest Shortest Time... Hey, do you know where home is? Here. It's right here? Yeah. What it's like when your family's home is everywhere. Christina Tracy has been on the road for 10 years. She met her husband when they were both touring with The Lion King. Then they both got jobs on Wicked. In the last decade, the only time that Christina has stayed put for a while was for the six weeks before Mace was born. She spent that time living with her in-laws in Indiana. And then, when Mace was just 28 days old, she hit the road again. She started working. Her husband was still flying to every location, so in the beginning, Christina had a nanny travel in the car with them, which came in especially handy with breastfeeding. And we were driving from Cincinnati, Ohio, to Los Angeles, California, and we had two days Our truck luckily has one of those, the outlets, and I would just be driving and pumping back and forth. And then the nanny would pull the bottles and fill it and hand it back to him in the car. And (laughs) it was ridiculous. And at this point, the people who are driving, is it just you and your son? Yeah, at this point, yeah, because we don't have a traveling nanny with us anymore. So now it's just my son and I, which is quite difficult with a kid because, uh, you know, we hire a new nanny every city that we go to. So... The process, you know, a lot of moms, you know, they, they describe finding a caregiver a stressful process, you know, but they only have to do it one time if they're lucky, you know, if they have to fire someone or if someone quits, then, you know, of course they have to do it again. But every couple of weeks I'm interviewing and trusting. So I've, I've actually become an expert at reading people and sort of, um, getting the gist of somebody very quickly because um, I can describe the process of, of the first couple of days in a city, which is always the hardest part if you're interested in that. Yeah. We're moving every three weeks. So, you know, you're really out of balance the first week because you don't know where you are. Um, as a mom, I, I want to make sure my son's safe. So my hackles are up. We're getting into a new house. So I'm checking for safety hazards and, um, you know, anything that might harm him. And then, you know, we can chill out the second week. We can look around and see what's cool in that city. And then the third week, we're back to packing again. And I always get in trouble with my husband because I sort of like, we always take a couple steps back when we travel because I give in a little bit more to my son when we travel because I I don't want him to not like being in the car. I don't want him to not like traveling because it's so important to us. So you know, I let him watch DVDs in the car and, and I always make sure that we get out for at least an hour and a half to just play and run. But always in the back of my head is I'm making my son happy, but I still have to get there in order to do my job. Lots of people, um, really dread getting in the car with their kids. (laughs) Um, 
I mean, I've I've driven my daughter to and from um, my parents' house in Connecticut. I live in New Jersey, so it's like, you know, an hour and a half to two hours drive, depending on traffic. And my my biggest trick actually is to play soundtracks from musicals because <laughs> it has music it has music and a story and so she listens all the way through and like especially Peter Pan she likes to like make the connections about like what's happening and who's bad and who's good and um it it really keeps her interest the whole time do you ever play musicals also like do you, or are you just sick of musicals by the time you get in the car <laughs> no we we listen to a lot of um books on tape and i bought sort of like a pirate book on tape and the whole book is like r r r and he loves it and i'm like oh i can't drive another mile cuz we're not talking like an hour and a half here we're talking 13 hours 3 days in a row you know <laughs> it's like oh gosh but he's always saying put the pirates on again mommy i'm like no <laughs> what are your favorite car games well we love i spy and we always pick a color and we say, I'm going to point out everything green or I'm going to point out everything red. And we did have a, a nanny that was with us for three months that was um, fluent in sign language. So she taught my son so much sign language. So he likes to sign all the things that he sees out the window if he sees cows or horses or a color. But my first priority is making sure my son is having fun and that he's not really noticing how stressful all of this is. And then just going and having a smile on my face as we're going. But the whole time I'm like, oh, this is really hard. <laughs> and, it, and it's funny because if I ever talk to anybody, that's all they say is they go, oh, this is really hard. How do you do this? But you know, I'm stuck in it now. Like I don't, I, and I love it too. And it's just, it's just like four days that are hard, really. <laughs> um, so I've met a woman like you in my town. Um, <laughs> there was this woman who was in uh, one of the like baby swim classes that I took my daughter to. And um, we we were, you know, chatting a lot and seemed like we were kind of hitting it off. And then she told me, you know, like, I never live in the same place for more than a few weeks. Like, I can't remember what show she worked for, but she was like, we're about to take off to go somewhere else. And at that point, I think I sort of shut down with her and was like, okay, I can't, I can't invest too much in this. Um, do you experience that with other moms in the cities that you go to? Yeah. And, and, also from my own end too, it's like, oh, that person was so cool. I think I could be really good friends with them, but I can't. And so then kind of really back away. Um, but I'm trying, I try very hard to keep in touch with the people that have made an impact on me. And um, the, the, the element that I haven't really told you about this whole story is that there are other families on the road. That's other families also traveling with Wicked. There, there are actually four other families that have children the same age as my son. And um, for whatever reason, none of us have anything in common and we don't parent the same way. And so we don't really get together. So we're all living the same life, but we're really not that close. So like, what, what are the differences that make it so that you feel like you can't hang out together? Um, 
one family has a girl and they expect, um, you know, the boys to be at her level at the same age and, and, and they're just not. So they think the boys are a bad example for the girl because, you know, they're not learning yet or their, their, their behaviors are a little bit more erratic and wild. And then are there, are there other differences with the, with the parents that have boys? I think I think the main difference is that for the most of this time, we were the only family where both of the parents worked. The other families, um, a spouse was a support and stayed home with a kid. So, so for me, the things that that I found it hard to connect with these other moms is the things that were hard for me, um, the the physical pain to leave my son when I was breastfeeding. Like it was really hard, especially when I wasn't producing enough milk on like the move weeks. Like it just felt. It felt so hard to me and I just really couldn't put it to words. And I would try to talk to the moms that weren't leaving their kids and I just couldn't relate to any of their answers or any of their advice. None of it seemed right because, you know, they were with their kids all the time and it wasn't a problem for them. Like what, what would you hear back? Um, well, you don't have to work. It's your choice to not work. If you don't want to work, just quit. You know, that kind of stuff. I'm like, And what's your, what's your response to that? Um, I think in the beginning, you know, the first year was always, um, well, yeah, I wish I didn't have to work, but it wasn't a financial option. Thank goodness, because now that, you know, things are getting easier, I'm finding a way of doing both. But in the beginning, it was hard to do both. I never would have thought that I wouldn't want to go back to work. I love my job. And um, it's a low stress job. So if any job is going to be as easy as this. This is the job I could do it with, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and quite honestly, I didn't have time to think about what I wanted to choose. I was just pumping and moving and packing and pumping and moving and packing. You know, it was just, it, I didn't have time to really think about what I wanted. When we come back, Christina finds someone to confide in about parenting stuff. Someone actually who knows nothing about kids, even though she behaves like a toddler sometimes. Stay with us. We're back with wicked makeup artist Christina Tracy. Of course, one of the big questions that comes up when you're constantly on the road with your kid is what to do about school. What about school? Let's see. Um, like, are you, are you going to homeschool? He's, he's still at an age where we're trying to figure out his personality to see if we think that would be good for him. Um, I like the idea of being able to homeschool him, but I still within myself am battling, do I want to be a makeup artist or do I want to be a full-time mom? Like that, that's still really like, you know, sort of bouncing back and forth in my head. And it seems like every day I have a new answer. Where are you at today? Well, yesterday I was invited to go, oh, sorry, the phone's ringing. Sorry. It's so weird, like a landline. I don't know anything about a landline. The phone rings and people leave a message. I'm like, wow. (laughs) Um, So yesterday I was invited to go teach a a class at an institute here in Las Vegas. And um, I I got in front of these students and I sort of demoed how I make the witch green. And I just thought, wow, I think I would love to teach. I think I would really love to teach. I'm at an age now where I'm like, I really want to share this talent. But I think what I wanted to tell them most as they were watching the makeup is, is to also take psychology while you're, because <laughs> it's more about, uh, you know, keeping a personality, a strong personality out there in front of a crowd of people. 
you know, I'm the last person that my actress sees before she goes out and performs. Um, at the end of the first act, there's a big number and it's very intense and they're singing at the top of their lungs and then they're expected to come back to make up an intermission, get a whole new makeup plot, have to sit down in the chair. And one of the girls told me, she's like, gosh, she's like, I don't know if I need a hug or a hamburger. (laughs) (laughs) And so sometimes when they come off, they'll act like a toddler. You know, they'll, they'll, their emotions just get away from them and they'll, you know, just cry and have a tantrum and not be able to really say like what's bothering them. They know that they hit a a wonky note or something. No one else heard it, but they heard it and and they just can't really express, you know, and I, I find with my son in those moments where he's just having a tantrum and he's crying, you know, we just, we just sit and we breathe and we, okay, you know, like try to think about what's upsetting, you know, and and I feel like I do, you know, everything that I've learned in the makeup chair, I'm sort of imparting onto my son. Like we don't talk about anything until we've calmed down and okay, bring your, bring your energy down. You know, let's, let's, let's just breathe for a minute. You know, we just get really calm and and it seems to really work for him, but that's exactly what I do at work too. (laughs) It's like, Oh, look at the sparkly glitter over here. Look at this new color of nail polish we got, you know, distraction, (laughs) like totally diverting it to something else. Um, That sounds very maternal also. It does. It it will. And the the funny thing is I didn't have any mothers to bounce anything off. And I had my alpha buzz. Alpha, alpha what? Sorry, the the green witch in our show, her name is Alphaba. The character's name is Alphaba. Oh, okay. Is it the same actor always playing the green witch? (laughs) No, they do about a nine month contract and then they leave. So, so as I was doing their makeup, I felt terrible because for the first time in my career, it was, I needed to say some things to feel good and, and I, need, I needed to bounce things off of some people. What, what are you saying about motherhood? Uh, I only pumped two ounces today. You know, I, 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 I only left two ounces when I came to work. I gosh, I hope that's enough milk for him. You know, and they're like, oh, I don't, oh, no, I don't know. <laughs> things, <laughs> things like that, you know, think those questions like, um, you know, there's a, he, he has a little mole that's popping up. Do you think that's normal? You know, oh, I don't know. <laughs> and I'm talking to an actress that's getting green about to perform for 3000 people. And that's not a mom. And they're saying things to me like, um, I don't, I don't know. They're like calming me down, you know, before they're about to go perform. And, and, you know, to add to me, to my story is I was an only child. I'm a a first time 40 year old mom. I'm on the road and, and I, I I really just don't know what I'm doing and I don't have anybody to bounce it off of. And, you know, they had put everything into acting terms, you know, (laughs) they're like, you know, you just have to use your, your intuition and just let it guide you. Like, okay, yeah, I could do that. I could do that. (laughs) And so like their advice actually does like it's stuff that you can take with you. I think, you know what, I think, I think the difference in their advice and like, I was really trying hard to seek advice from mothers because I thought they'd understand me better, but truly people who love you the most will give you the best advice. So I didn't, I didn't have a strong bond or a strong relationship with any of the other mothers. Um, but my alpha buzz, we had a connection, we had a friendship. So their advice meant the most to me because you know, I knew they loved me. 
you know, people talk a lot about how um, young children need stability and routine. Um, And I went into this conversation with you thinking that that's something that was lacking in your son's life. And now that I'm hearing you talk, it sounds like his routine is just different Mm -hmm. from other people's. Like what you're describing is something that happens that repeats itself every couple of weeks. Um, And I wonder, like, do you feel like that's enough stability and routine? Or do you feel like um, at some point he's going to need to be rooted somewhere? Um, I would hope that this stability is enough for him. It seems to be at this point in his life, and I and I think that my husband and I are committed to if ever this seems like he's not thriving, that we will stop and we will do whatever he needs. Um, as far as my son, he he he's getting the stability of having both parents with him, you know, all day most of the time. Um, but he's also learning how to adapt and how to deal when things are different for him and he seems to move through a stressful situation quite quickly. And he seems to be able to express, you know, what's bothering him. In Albuquerque, he had a backyard playhouse. I miss my playhouse. Like, well, maybe we could talk about, you know, how, how you remember it. What color was the roof? Oh, it was red, you know, and we talk about and we describe it in our mind. And then within like two or three minutes, he's on to the, you know, he's okay. He thought about it. He went there in his head and and now he's okay. And I hope that's enough. Do you have a home anywhere? We own a home in Bailey, Colorado. Do you ever go there? We go there on vacations. We go to our home in Colorado on vacations. (laughs) That's like like, um, putting the term staycation in a totally different light. (laughs) (laughs) Everything we do is opposite. Yes. But we do... um, we had a, a room that we built on the house for when Mace was born. It would, you know, be his room. And um, and we showed, you know, when we were home on vacation, we showed him his room. And and uh, I think he was at an age where he's like, eh, I don't care. But um, when I do spend time with families of, of, you know, families that are normal, that stay in one place, I do notice that there's a different development in children that have their own room. Like there, there is definitely a great attachment to their toys and an excitement about their toys that our son doesn't have. Like, you know, I think because his, his toys come and go and they go in and out of the trunk, um, he'd be just fine outside collecting rocks and pine cones and saying good morning to the sun and good night to them, you know, the moon and and I'm really liking that. And I, I don't know if it's right or wrong, but I'm, I'm really liking how he can just ebb and flow and not have this attachment to a lot of things. Is that how you are? I don't think so. Like I, I've been traveling for 10 years and, and it's still hard for me. I still like in my head, go back to my little apartment in Hollywood that I had before I went on tour and miss my neighbors and I miss my, you know, things. Um, it's not like a painstaking missing, but like I, I can't wait till we're in one place again and like really have our things. Although I think what I would put in my house and, you know, and not put in my house would be different now after this experience. Like I think my house would be very simple in comparison to what I had before I started moving. 
I had a lot of knickknacks and dusty things. And now, no, 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 you don't need any of that stuff for me. But the thing that is missing most in our life and what makes traveling the hardest is not having a community. So, you know, that that's going to be what I'm going to be so excited to, to teach him what a play date is or to teach him, you know, how to show his friends his toys in his room, you know, that kind of thing. Like to, to sit, you know, in the doorway and watch him excitedly show his friends, you know, the new toy that he got or the new game he learned how to play. Th- those are the things, those are the simple things that I'm looking so forward to, to finding in my son, you know, that he doesn't have yet. You're talking like this is going to happen. Like just a few minutes ago, you were like, I don't know if we're going to stay on the road or if we're going <laughs> to <laughs> settle down somewhere. And now, now you're talking about like, this is going to happen. Like We're going to settle down and I'm so excited to tell him about it. <laughs> well, we have to stop at some point. I don't know if it'll be, you know, tomorrow or, you know, five years from now, but at some point we have to settle down. I mean, I think at the, at the very least, um, one of us, either my husband or I, we need to stay home with him and, and, and even stretch his, his consistency, you know, further. Um, always having a different caregiver is, it, it, it's proving to be hard with potty training. Um, you know, that's where I see like a negative aspect of his, his, you know, not having enough stability because we'll be in one place, he'll be doing great potty training and then we'll move. And then depending on the caregiver that we find, he'll, he'll either do better or he'll do worse. You know, it's kind of like this ebb and flow. So, so I mean, one of us needs to be with him now at this point of this age, that's kind of what we've decided. So it, 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 what, what you're, you're hearing in my voice is, is, we've decided that it needs to happen. We're just not sure of the timing yet. Okay, so here's where we left off with Christina last time. It was November 2014. The Wicked tour was just about to end. And since both she and her husband worked for the tour, they were both facing unemployment, like at the same time. Mace was getting older and didn't have any real friends, didn't have a consistent place to go every day except his car. Christina's family needed a change, but they had no idea what that change would look like. Well, since we last talked, they've figured it out. Kinda. Christina will fill us in on everything in just a minute. Hi, Hillary. Hi, Christina. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I called Christina recently for an update. So tell me, how old is Mace now? He is four and a half years old. Not even five years old, and he's lived in 30 states. Christina's family is in L.A. now. But before they landed there, right after the Wicked tour ended, Christina and her husband spent the summer in St. Louis. Her husband got a job at an outdoor theater there. Christina, though, she she wasn't working. It was her first time not moving every few weeks in two decades. It was also her first time being a stay-at-home mom, which she says she really liked. But she missed work. She had a real hankering for being on the road again, you know, for, for being part of a show. Thing is, there was another Wicked tour running. It had been going at the same time as Christina's, but this one hadn't ended. One day, Christina got a call from the makeup artist on that tour, asking if she could cover for her. 
just for a week. And and before I even inhaled, I was so excited to get the call to go back to work on Wicked for just one week. I'm like, absolutely. What are the dates? And she gave them to me. I'm like, great. And then I hung up the phone and realized that I was in St. Louis. I would be covering her for a week in Seattle and that I would have to get back to St. Louis a week later. So basically, I'd be commuting 2,000 miles to work a week. (laughs) And I had to take the car because um, I had to take our dog with us. I had to take our son with us because my husband was working all these hours. I'm going to have to hire a nanny. (laughs) Christina called a nanny that she had worked with before. I said, how about... Uh, Mace and I drive to Denver. We pick you up on the way and we go and work for a week in Seattle. And so she's like, okay, I can totally do it, but I have to bring my dogs with me. That's the only way I can do it. Christina's like, yeah, sure. Bring the dogs. The nanny is in Denver. And remember, Christina is in St. Louis and the show is in Seattle. So Christina makes a little detour to Denver, picks up the nanny and her two dogs. And uh, Christina's already got Mace and her one dog in the car with her. But so here we are driving um, with three dogs in the car, one of which was probably about 100 pounds, (laughs) just a huge dog, a a four and a half, well, four-year-old at the time, and myself, a nanny, and uh And, you know, she doesn't necessarily like the music I like and was annoyed, you know, when Mace wouldn't wear his headphones and she couldn't listen to her music. And, you know, of course, 100 miles in, I'm like, what did I do? (laughs) They get to Seattle and, and things aren't much better. The show has put her up in a hotel room, not an apartment like usual. So she and Mace and the nanny and the three dogs, they spend a miserable week packed into this tiny room with just two beds, a bathroom, and a mini fridge. Christina, she goes out, works on the show each night. The nanny hangs out with Mace. So uh, when I finished the last show on sun- on the Sunday, the very last Sunday show, I called her. I said, hey, I said, um, how are you guys doing? How's your night going? She's like, we're great. She's like, but the, um, the hotel is, uh, there's someone next door being very loud. <laughs> And I'm like, what do you mean really loud? She's like, loud in the way that only happens in hotel rooms. I'm like, okay. I'm like, let's just go. (laughs) So I got home. I think I got home that night about 10 o'clock and uh, loaded up the car, loaded up the dogs. And we just started driving that night back to Denver. And I think I drove until about two in the morning and was like, I can't drive anymore. I'm so tired. The nanny's like, I'll drive. She drives all night long into the morning till they get to Denver. She just couldn't wait to get away from us, I think. (laughs) So after that, were you like, never again, we are not traveling anymore? Well, so I don't think I learned lessons. So Christina and Mace get home and they go back to their routine. Her husband's summer gig ends and they move to L.A. And then she gets another call from the makeup artist on the Wicked tour. The woman is in a panic. Her mother is ill and she needs someone to cover for her fast. Like, how soon could I get out to the tour? And at this point, they were in Arizona and I was in L.A. I thought, oh, not too far. 350 miles, no big deal to get to Arizona from L.A. Again, didn't ask my husband, didn't think about child care. <laughs> just, just a total, like, horrible mother, just only thinking of myself and all the self-worth I had wrapped up in this amazing job that I once had. And I, uh, I 
I hang up the phone and go, oh, God, <laughs> what did I just do? Turns out the makeup artist was so caught up in her mother's illness, she forgot to tell Christina that, yeah, the tour was in Arizona right now, but they were about to head to Kansas City. So Christina drives all night to Arizona, does the matinee and evening show on Sunday. She takes Mace with her. There's no nanny yet. She has to actually fly someone in. So Mace spends 12 hours with her at work. Then Christina has to get back in the car with Mace and drive over 1,000 miles to Kansas City. So I, I had listened to um, um, that that car trip to Kansas City. I had listened to a podcast about Blue Zones. Do you know about Blue Zones? No. They are places um, around the world where there's a certain amount of the population that lives well into their hundreds. And so they've sent scientists out to study these communities and find out what it is that are keeping these communities alive for so long. And I'm, I'm fascinated by, you know, science. And I was listening to this and it was saying one of the reasons, one of the, the main commonalities they found amongst all these communities around the world is that their vicinity from work to home is under a mile. <laughs> and I'm thinking... I'm driving over 2,000 miles to work. <laughs> this is wrong. This is not right in any way. So th so learning that knowledge was really the, you know, the final thought where I'm like, okay, this has to stop. This has to end. <laughs> and so how has it been staying put? How long, first of all, how long has it been since you've stayed, stayed put? So we got back to Los Angeles after the summer on September 1st, and I started um, working part-time at the opera. I think the solution for me is working part-time. I'm enjoying having the part-time work so much. Christina's been doing makeup for Pagliacci. It's an Italian opera with clowns. And there was moments when I was just laughing at myself because I was surrounded by like 30 plus clowns on stilts and, and just doing backflips in the dressing room. I was like, wow, this is so different. <laughs> Do you feel conflicted about staying put? I mean, uh, career aside, you used to live a life of constant adventure and change. Do you feel conflicted about that at all? No, because that's the one part that I really did want. Sort of like you don't want to stay on a roller coaster for too long. You get sick to your stomach. I think that's kind of how I felt. Um, I only see gains now from um, not traveling because I'm enjoying the little things like I don't know, having your winter clothes in the closet at all times, even in the summer. <laughs> Something grounding about that. <laughs> Something really awesome about having high-speed internet just to ourselves, <laughs> not, you know, a 300-room hotel. Um, I just uh, bought, like, five house plants, and I, like, almost cried coming home from, like, the garden shop. I was like, I have house plants. <laughs> <laughs> it was the most blissful feeling. I'm like, I get to water them and replant them when they get bigger. <laughs> Being in one place has been a struggle for little Mace. He's only four, so he can't really express it in words. But Christina says she can see it. She says Mace was always really well behaved in the car. But once they stopped moving around, Mace started having more tantrums. But he he's really loving his bedroom. 
like his bedroom for the first couple of months that we were here, every time we would leave, even to go to the grocery store, he would be like, can I take something? I'm like, sure. And it would be like 10 books and, you know, his bucket full of cars with eyes. And I'm like, I'm like, dude, let's just take one toy. Because we are never coming back. (laughs) Exactly. Getting in the car. Exactly. So it, it took him a long time to realize that when we leave, we're coming back. And the more he would go back to the same place every time, the more comfortable he got. And he always asked me, have we been here before? And I was like, we have been here before. He goes, yeah, we've been here before. And then almost instantly gets comfortable, like when he recognizes his surroundings. Christina says L.A. is home for now. They're going to get Mason preschool in the fall, see what they think. We know that lots of you have had to move your families to new places, to new situations. Tell us about your big changes, how you felt about them, how your kids reacted. Leave your comment at longestshortesttime.com on the post for this episode. That's episode 82. This podcast is produced by me, Hilary Frank, and Abigail Keel. We are edited by Peter Clowney. Our engineers are Pete Karam and the Reverend John Delore. Our theme music is by The Batteries Duo. We get editorial support from Anne-Marie Baldonado and Antonia Akitunde. This episode was originally produced in partnership with WNYC, where I had help from Joanna Solitaroff, Jim Briggs, and Fanny Cohen. We'll be back next week with a brand new episode about family. This is a grandma. Yeah, totally. And then this is a grandpa. Farts, giant underpants, a slide whistle, tales from the front lines of hospital clowning and fatherhood. Don't forget to subscribe to The Longest Shortest Time in iTunes so you don't miss that show. And as always, if you have a story that you'd like me to consider for this podcast, go to longestshortesttime.com and submit your story. Hi, everybody. This is David Gregory, and I want to tell you about my new podcast, The David Gregory Show. It is that easy to remember. And it's me talking to all sorts of really interesting people, getting them off their regular script into deeper, more personal conversations, like Ariana Huffington about parenthood. I think especially for mothers, they take the baby out and they put the guilt in. Or Bravo TV's Andy Cohen on being less afraid. Look, I'm a single gay dude on a late night talk show. If I can't overshare, who can? We'll have a new program every Friday. So go to iTunes, Stitcher, or whatever your favorite podcast app and download The David Gregory Show and eavesdrop on really cool conversations. Thanks for listening. Stand up. You sing your wolf? Yeah. This has been an Earwolf production, executive produced by Scott Ackerman, Adam Sachs, and Chris Bannon. For more information and content, visit Earwolf.com. Earwolf!